of paradox. The sources of these stories are various. Some are drawn from my own 20-plus years of real-life experience as a financial executive in the banking sector. Others are famous stories or legends of old. A few tales are entirely apocryphal, a way to deal with abstractions by presenting examples. But all, however odd or enigmatic, are intended to give you some perspective on what's going on inside the world of finance itself. Each story is, you might say, a thought experiment in the laboratory of the philosophy of finance. Our objective is to journey over the metaphorical financial rainbow, or perhaps go with Alice and explore the other side of the financial looking-glass. Now, let me also say what this book does not intend to cover. There is already a very large body of mainly academic writing on the so-called philosophy of economics. This writing tends to be technical. Typically, the academic approach covers issues of political philosophy and sociology, demonstrating their impact on economics. One of the burning issues seems to be the question of whether economics is a science on a par with the natural sciences. Many of the issues addressed by academicians are couched in very formalistic terms, and their theses are developed through citations of different historical schools of economics, philosophy, or political theory. This book takes another route. My aim is to show what we actually mean when we're talking about some very basic concepts in finance. Each chapter will begin with the story, and then go on to analyse what the story might tell us about that fundamental concept. I agree that our understanding of these puzzles and questions needs to be informed by some knowledge of the history and substance of philosophy, economics, and social-stroke-political theory. But here I have no intention of engaging in some sterile academic exercise in technical or analytical philosophy. Nor am I going to introduce analyses typically found in academic finance journals. The point is to bring out conceptual conundrums and moral dilemmas that touch all of us in the world of real finance. What I've found is that many people in the finance business do sense these philosophical puzzles whispering in their ears as they go about their daily business. In fact, I suspect that all of us, as we deal with everyday personal financial concerns, have some sense of the paradoxical soup lying just below the surface. But you can't spend a lot of time mulling over the paradoxes when you have income to produce, investments to make, and bills to pay. Dwelling on conundrums would be seriously distracting if it interfered with settling your accounts. To put it another way, the problem of the existence or not of the chair I am sitting in seems an absurd problem, not only pointless, but perhaps even meaningless. Similarly, it might seem like the questions I pose in this book are unrelated to what we would call your real financial life. But anyone confronted with a financial problem will tend to find some of the challenges they have are directly related to the questions I am addressing in this book. If you are facing some financial vexation, you don't necessarily see the issue in overtly philosophical terms, let alone perceive some theoretical paradox at the heart of your problem. Nevertheless, a financial challenge often leaves us with an uneasy sense of tension or even frustration. We have to recognise that certain assumptions are being made or that many financial concerns involve some form of moral inconsistency. One of the most basic questions in the philosophy of finance is what we ultimately mean by value, 
So that's where this book begins. What does it mean to say an asset has value? Indeed, why does anything have any economic value? And if we ascribe a value to a certain asset, what does that say about our attitudes? How does our valuation of assets affect our behavior and morality? Naughty questions. So the first chapter deals with the peculiar story of an option to buy an extinct dinosaur. What would you do if you were attending a live auction to buy or sell such an option for value? Under what circumstances would people pay good money for a dinosaur derivative? Then I want to move on to the anxiety we feel when confronting a financial problem, a feeling that results from what we call doubt or risk. We can never be quite sure whether things may or may not turn out in the way contemplated when undertaking a particular financial exercise or calculation or plan or investment.